Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula, Bobby Maximus, and uh, Byron Godfrey. This is the live version of what we're doing. Anyway, we are sponsored by... Actually, I'm just going to restart that because I am fucking distracted. Hey, turn this Kylo Ren shit off. Hold on. You know I'm leaving this. This is live. There's no restarting. This is live. (laughs) (laughs) Kid. Babu thinks he's Kylo Ren and it's like lightsaber <laughs> city around here lately. Sitcom, man. All right. Welcome, welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula, Bobby Maximus, and Byron Godfrey. Uh, this is... What? You know what? Okay, first of all, you guys, so you might as well just go from here. He is trolling me like crazy. Well, he is wearing a Joe DeFranco training t-shirt. Hey, who's a better trainer, me or Joe? I like how he's got to think about it. Uh, let me see. Think about this. <laughs> you know, anyway, <laughs> the, the the Maximus podcast was sponsored by Lalo Tactical, L-A-L-O dot com. Use the code Maximus50 for a big discount on their athletic shoes. And then 10,000, 10,000 dot CC. Use the code Maximus15 for the, the best in athletic apparel. Uh, I've got all kinds of issues today. I have issues with my son, <laughs> and I have issues with Byron. Byron, you sent us a rude-ass text saying that <laughs> you're the only one with bills to pay. So what, like we don't have mortgages? Like we don't have car payments? What's your problem? Why are you ha- being a hater? Don't rush me. You, t- you give me a time, and then you move it up, and then you're pissed off because I'm not ready when you're ready. Don't no, give me time. No one was pissed off, but you could have been. Joe... Joe said, Byron, get on. That's how I heard it. I heard it. In that- <laughs> <laughs> so this is via text. I was like, hey, Byron, get on. Since you text us and said, hey, if we can go early, let's go. I was like, hey, Byron, get on. Oh, via text, it was Byron, get on. That's exactly how you said it through the text message. Exclamation marks and everything. All right. uh, I'm not happy about your attitude and the way you started this uh, <laughs> I'm bad. Oh, it fits it fits this I'm is good uh, Joe I don't know Joe I don't know if you've been informed but I also have changed my name yeah Byron knows and Byron just so you know the people have spoken yeah, I, did, I did a poll last night that I'm going to change I, I, should I change my name to Robert T. Thickums and <laughs> Byron said no. He thought I was crazy and joking around, but it is the biggest poll I've ever had on Instagram. I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, I had 2,287,315 people respond, and 61% said that I should rename myself Robert T. Thickums. The only thing I'm trying to go between here is does the T... Should it stand for Tank or should it stand for Tyrone? Why well, I got to be Tyrone, though? I like the name Tyrone. You're not Tyrone. Why not? <laughs> I'm like that. Are you, Byron, are you saying white guys can't be called Tyrone? Exactly what I'm saying. That's, that's kind of racist, Byron. Tell me what you want. Byron, Byron can't be racist. We had this discussion once. Black people can't be racist. No, you can be prejudiced, though. Can't be racist. So, Byron, do you think I should officially change my name to Robert T. Thickums? Grown-ass man. I can do what I want, then, is what you're saying. Because here's the deal. Ron Artest changed his name to Meta World Peace. Why can't I change my name to Robert T. Thickums? There you go. There we go. Joe, what do you you think? This is already done. There's no debate. Okay. You guys, we have a list of topics. There are some very serious. I, I don't want to understate that. And there's some that are that are comical. You guys want to start with serious first or comical? Um, I would let's let's end on a light note. Okay. I'm for that. Note. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so the first thing I want to oh, talk okay. about, I, I want to talk about this Georgia case, Byron. Uh-huh. With with Ahmad Arbery. I think we need to address it. Because uh, there's been a lot of stuff in the media, I, I want to know as a as a black man living in the South, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, 
I have a few. Um, number one, um, I've had my fair share of what I would consider um, not so friendly encounters with the police. Not that I was guilty of anything or doing anything wrong, but you do get a different look, a different stare. Like there's some things that I can't get away with that most people can't, right? Um, number two, um, quite honestly, man, you, you get sick and tired of the same story, right? The narrative that doesn't seem to, seem to change. Um, flip the script. There could be two black guys chasing a white kid, whether he did something wrong or not, blasting him out in public. You think it would take him two months to get those guys arrested? Absolutely not. Byron, I'm just going to stop you there. I'm going to argue that if they shot a white guy with water guns, they get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but you know, my, my, so the narrative doesn't seem to change uh, when it comes to people of color. Um, uh, you and I talked about this, man, and, and I'll say it, and it's not going to be a very popular opinion, but I don't really give shit. Uh, when we talk about Americans in this country, we talk about white people. Everybody else is hyphenated, right? We're not, we're, we're Americans. Of, well, yeah, you're an American, but you're an African-American. You're a Latino-American, you're Mexican-American, you're Chinese-American, you're Japanese. We're not just Americans. And you can sit here and argue the fact that, oh, well, that's something that you brought on yourself. Well, the fact of the matter is, um, in most cases, one doesn't really feel like an American when you don't get treated the same, Right? In a system, in my opinion, that's just designed for you not to succeed. And in 2020, there are going to be a lot of people who say that's bullshit. But the fact of the matter is, when you look at numbers, when you sit down and you analyze it with, with, with it, um, objectively, it's the truth. Like, people of color are not treated the same. Can I, can, can I, can I interject and ask a question about that? Sure. And I've, I've thought this for a while, and I'd actually like to get your opinion on this. Do you think a major part of the problem is there are a whole group of good people out there who believe that racism doesn't exist? They're, they're not ignorant to it in a, in a bad way, but they just don't believe that that's happening so that there's no change made. How is that not a bad way? For you to actually believe that racism does not exist, you are, you, you're walking around with your head in the sand. Like, it's just... Here's, Here's here's what I've heard. Here's where I've heard from this. And I I come from an interesting perspective because I'm a former police officer. I will tell you that racism exists 100 percent. I'm not going to sit here and say every cop is bad, but there are bad cops. I have seen. When people are mistreated because of the color of their skin, I am very well aware that it exists. But a common thing that I hear from people is, oh, the police would never do that. And, and, and my response is, are you that stupid? Like, do you really have that much faith in the system that this stuff doesn't happen? And, and what it comes down to for me, is there a saying, uh, there's a saying that if you, uh, you, what, what is it, Byron? It's, it's, it's that guy that actually just passed away, uh, Andre Harrell. That if you condone sucker shit, you're a sucker yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, if you condone this type of behavior, you're as bad as the people that are engaging in it. Look, look for a person of color, I'm make it back. For, for a white person to ever sit here and tell me or any other person of color that what we feel and what we think is not correct is an insult. Straight up insult. You don't get to tell me what I feel, what I see, when I live it daily. As a grown, I can I can name numerous situations as a as a as a young kid, teenager, just walking to the store. Hey, I I'll give you a perfect example. 13 years old. Now I was I've always been a big kid, right? 13 years old, I was 180 pounds, six foot one, and in seventh grade, eighth grade, right? I recall my friends and I walk in to a little corner store. We got stopped by the sheriff's department in our neighborhood. He comes up mocking us how we walk, how we talk. And he simply says, I hear y'all trying to buy some beer. Man, we just, we just left my house. What are you talking about? Well, the, the, the clerk in this store said that the black kids came in trying to buy some alcohol. 
Mind you, straight A students, we don't get in trouble. We got curfews. Our parents beat our asses if we cut up. Like our moms are not that they raised us right. We just like kids, we're just trying to be out. I heard. Sat us on the curb. Okay. Cuffed three black kids. And then expected us to be okay with it once they found out oh, it wasn't them. Mm. It was a misunderstanding. Fuck you and your misunderstanding. Right? So you take a, you take this person's word that, hey, it was these three. Right? And they sit us on the curb. That was my first ever real encounter with the police that put me in a situation that where I'm like, I don't trust you. I don't. And I can honestly tell you from that day, I've always been skeptical. When someone tells me this happens, I'll be like, you know what? I don't doubt it. Not saying it did, but there's nothing that surprises me. Right or wrong, there's nothing you can possibly do to convince me of that. Hey, we're not all bad. I didn't say you all were. Muhammad Ali said it best. If I got 10,000 rattlesnakes outside of that room and only 1,000 of them are meant to hurt me, do I open the door and let them all in, hoping that those 1,000 tell me, hey, tell those other 9,000, hey, don't hurt them. Expecting those 1,000 good rattlesnakes not to, to, to be able to control the rest of them? No, you're a fool if you want me to believe and trust these people that are like, yo, so the fact of the matter is, if I don't know you and I walk down the street, I'm looking at you, I'm skeptical. My mom literally told me that. I told her, I'm going to ride my bike, mom. My mom's words were, hey, you be careful. And it wasn't like, hey, be careful. I don't want you to fall and hit your head. Mm-hmm. It was a be careful. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think like where I come from, people don't understand that, Byron. They don't understand like that. That's the difference in that language. You know what I mean? Because they, they, their mom told them the same thing. Oh, be careful. If they heard your mom say that, they think, oh yeah, his mom thinks the same thing. So obviously there's, there's nothing different, but there is definitely something different there. My mom's different. Like, I mean, they're talking, hey, you got a target on your back. What you mean, mom? I'm college educated. I'm a good kid. Hmm. Don't mean nothing. Being from the South, and numerous times, I can I mean, uh, it ain't just being a South being called a nigga. Plenty of times when your mom, when my mom tells me stuff like, hey, be careful, or you got a target on your back. Hey, I don't care what kind of education you got. To mm-hmm. somebody, you're still a nigga. And so you got to realize that, like, some people don't get it and they never will. Right? I get people, when I went to college, I went to one of the best colleges in the country. The educational standards were really high. I got accepted to every school that I went applied at, by the way. I would always say, oh, you only got into Rice because you're an athlete. What they fail to realize is Rice didn't have athletic scholarship. You could only get in through your academic qualification. And I just so happened to have a scholarship to play football, right? Don't get mad at me because they paid me hundred grand to come to school here, and you didn't. My valedictorian told me that in high school. I was like, bro, it had nothing to do with it. I was in the top 5%, just like you were. All those same things. But that's one of the things that people of color have to go through. And I don't think unless you are willing to stop, listen, and like reflect on your own self, you know that there's a different world out here for us. Yeah, that's hard for people though, Byron. You know what I mean? That's hard for people to say, wait a minute, maybe what I have been doing my whole life has been ignorant. They just don't want to admit it. I had my eyes open when when I lived overseas. I lived in a small town in South Korea, only white dude for miles around. And I had some, for the most part, pleasant experience over there. But there were some times where it was like, holy shit, like, holy shit, this is, this is what these guys are talking about. And and even, even when somebody's totally being nice, it's like, they're only singling me out because I was different. You know what I mean? And, and then, yeah, it only takes one bad experience. I mean, one bad experience. And, and then when, when I came back, I was telling Bobby this the other day, uh, when I came back, the, the first regular job that I got was as a prison guard. Mm-hmm. And so in the corrections Academy, uh, we had this, uh, psychologist guy that came in and his whole thing was to talk about, uh, you know, racial sensitivity and like, uh, 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 what's what I'm looking for? Diversity. Um, and of the, I don't remember, maybe like 40 people in the class, there were like five black people, like two gals, three guys. And so what he did is he put the, the five of them in the middle of a room, everybody else in chairs around them. And we just had it off of just like the, the psychologist stood up and said, okay, uh, racism exists, discuss. And we just had this like little round table. And one of the guys in that room, one of the black dudes, the first words out of his mouth was, because you're white, you have no idea what it feels like. 
And in my heart, like flames, like burning because it hurts. So and then, and then like, I was like ready to jump and like, I grabbed the head to my desk cause I was so fired up. And then it just dawned on me like, holy shit, he's right. Like nobody else in this room knows. I'm like the anomaly because I experienced this tiny little piece of it. And these guys have never felt this at all. And the, the psychologist saw me tense up and he was like, oh, you look like you were going to say something. What's on your mind? And I like had to explain that to them. Of yeah. like, you, until you have been through that, until you have been singled out in some way, like there's just no way to wrap your mind around like that, how subtle, but how real that difference is. You know, okay. um, I think one of the biggest issues we have in this country, and then I'm talking like this, I'm not, I'm not, I majored in sociology, but I probably paid attention 10% of the time in class. <laughs> um, we uh, Americans, we always believe we are the best in the world. Everything, right? Mm-hmm. Our egos are freaking massive. Nobody is better than America, right? And with that, we always look down on people, no matter where they are from. Where even even when we go into their countries, we ask them to speak English. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not in America, how you gonna ask somebody in Korea to speak English? Like bitch, learn that language. Yeah. Like, have you lost your mind? What kind of arrogance is that that you believe? Hey. Speak English. Do you speak English? No, but you and you're in my country. You speak my language. Right. And I think one of the worst things that's gonna come out of this right for right now. A lot of people don't travel already as it is. But the fact that they can't travel now and experience different cultures and see different people, it's gonna make it even worse. Okay. But but Byron, I wanna I wanna ask a question before we move on. I decided a while ago that I was gonna use my platform for social justice things that I believe in. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm Canadian, so it's, it's embedded in my fabric that I believe in certain things. Um, and, and we in Canada, we're very against racism. We're very against homophobia. We're, we're very against misogyny. But Canada is very... Uh, okay, buddy. Canada is... Uh, it's different than I'm going to say the United States in, in, in some ways. yeah. But I've I've decided to speak out against certain things and and and, and I kind of I called it the way I saw it. I think I think the Ahmad Arbery thing is very racist. I think it's disgusting. The fact these guys weren't arrested it it blows me away no. that this is even a question. When I post stuff like this, why do I take so much heat? You're asking. Do, I'm asking like, why do you think? Like, is it that? Is it that my 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 white followers just they're they're horrified that I'm I'm against racism? You know what I mean? It always shocks me why people get so offended by this. Here's the thing: I don't think a lot of people believe they are racist. Oh, they, nobody nobody believes they don't, it. They don't believe. So when they hear it, it's one of those like, "Oh my god!" Like, what are you talking about? This doesn't. But the fact of the matter is, it, it it's real. Right? It's, it's like you don't believe it until you experience, until you can actually see it, right? Um, so a lot of people, you may be getting the feed, the, 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 the flag that you're getting just simply because they don't believe that it, exi- it uh, exists. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's blatant. I mean, there's, there's so much out there that shows you, like, yo, there, there are differences. There are huge discrepancies. And, and, and the fact of the matter is, white privilege it exists. It's the truth, and and people won't accept it. And so until you take a step back, and you're like, you know what? Let me go find some people who don't look like me, who don't sound like me, who don't like the same music that I like, that I like, mm-hmm. and let's have a real open conversation. And be like, yo, none, tell me what you're feeling and tell me why, and, and I hope I can understand it. Like until a person does that, they're gonna always sit back and understand. I'm, their understanding will be limited. Do you, yeah. do you think more people in it? Cause this is something I've said for a while. I'm glad that LeBron James uses his platform to step up. Right. I'm glad that, you know, some other people use their platform to step up, but do you think people in the majority have more of a responsibility to step up? Because I'll tell you, Byron, what I really want to see is Tom Brady step up. What I really want to see is people in the majority step up on the behalf, like people who have a voice speak for those who don't. Um, 
that that's great. That would be great, <laughs> right? But but you can't expect that. I don't expect them to, and I'm not asking them to. What I'm asking is for people just to take a look at themselves. You can't like accountability only comes when you take some some responsibility for yourself, right? Like you guys have have, have been on me honestly. B, you got to get more fit. B, you got to eat better. B, you got to do this, right? That didn't happen until I myself started saying, you know what? I am really tired of the same yo-yo type of stuff. I think, Joe, you said it on your little post uh, yesterday. Someone asked you a question about your fitness. You were like, I was, tired of this. I was just tired of the cycle of the ups and downs. And I finally had enough. Yeah. Well, for me, it was when I got back off that tour, I was like, you know what? I'm tired of my body hurt. I'm tired of feeling a certain way. I'm tired of like just not feeling like I look my best. How am I going to jump if I'm not arguably the most fit guy in there? Right? So uh, with this, Tom Brady can step up. But if certain people don't want to take that look, it's not going to look. It's not going to look. So I, can, I mean, thank you. Thank you, yeah, Tom. Yeah. Whoever else is going to do it. No, but I mean, don't. I, see, I'll tell you where I have the problem is that you're one of my best friends. Okay. Will Pace is one of my best friends. Right. My son, who's 11, is going to marry Will's daughter, who is 11. I've already arranged that. We've already arranged it. This is like my pick for beans. Oh, for Lolo. But Lolo's, Lolo's half black, half Mexican. Right. I'm very aware she's going to get treated differently than my son is. I'm also very aware if those two are walking down the street hand in hand in Utah, people are going to have a real problem with it. That's a fact. People don't like that. So I feel that I would be irresponsible, reckless. I would be ignorant that I am part of the problem if I'm not going to speak out against it. Absolutely. Because I can't, I can't, go to your house for dinner, stay with you, be welcome in your gym, call you my best friend. If I'm going to stand by and watch someone spit on you, mm-hmm. that's where I have, that's where I think you're as guilty as the people doing this shit. If you don't speak up against it, Not you, can't, you, you can't turn an eye. I can't, at least I can't turn an eye and then call you my friend. Yeah. Well, let me let me talk to my experience on this because when I heard of this case down in Georgia, the the feeling the 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 word that describes it the most is frustration, and it's frustration because a lot of this stuff with uh, like Black Lives Matter had pushed this to the forefront. It was very much on people's minds, and you you start to think, gosh, maybe just maybe we're making some progress, and then this thing happened, and it was like, ugh. how deep is that? How hard is that to root that shit out? And, and I'm at this point right now where a lot of this stuff, it's just frustrating because you, you, you know, you're trying like Byron, you're my friend and, right. and this shit exists between us because of the actions of other people. And that frustrates me. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I want to be in a world where we don't have to deal with this shit. I just, I just, I don't know if we're ever going to root it out. Brought up something with black lives matter. One of the things I hate when, when, when people say, Hey, black lives matter. One of the first rebuttals to that is all lives matter. Yeah, yeah. And then I would come back and say, yeah, except for blacks. <laughs> yeah, 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 B. We don't, I'll, I'll tell you <laughs> yeah, what. I think that's well put. It's, not, it's not that, we, it's not that we're, we're, we're not saying white lives don't matter. Yeah. We're saying, look, black lives matter too. Like, can y'all give us the same damn respect that you would give, you know, somebody else who weren't black a white guy walking down the street. Why do I have to get this strange look? But see, I, I like the phrase. I like it being that way because it just forces people to stop and say, well, I can't say anything without also inferring that black lives don't matter. Like you can't. So it's, it's really like, I, I don't know if anybody put that much thought into it, but that to me is the essence of that movement is the really? fact that, that there's no psychological way to wrap your mind around it without admitting some fault. Let you me... Know? Let, let me tell you this, Byron. White people can get mad all they want. Mm-hmm. I've never felt like I needed a white people matter slogan. Yeah. Because I haven't been 
pulled over by the cops because of the color of my skin. I haven't been mistreated or followed around a store by security because of the color of my skin. The fact, and this is what I say, the fact that Black Lives Matter exists tells me that there's a fucking problem with society that needs to be addressed. Otherwise, that wouldn't exist. If racism wasn't a thing, Black Lives Matter wouldn't exist. The fact fact that it's there, and and, and I got that too, because I actually posted a sign once about Black Lives Matter, and that's what I got. All lives matter. So it's not what I'm saying. I get that all lives matter, but you shouldn't be offended by this. And if you are, by the way, if you are, in my opinion, I'm going to piss some people off and lose some followers now. If you are offended by Black Lives Matter, you're a racist. <laughs> you got a problem. I'm going to start. I shouldn't say that, but I'm going to start to question about why you have a problem with this. Because, because they think it's, a, it's an attack saying, let's exclude everybody else. When, when it's not, it's not a negation. It's an affirmation. Listen. Yeah. Now, the, the, other, the other argument that I hear is that while some people who associate with the Black Lives Matter movement get violent, but the thing that I always throw back on people is not all Christians are good. You go hang out with some Westboro Baptists and you tell me that we're all the fucking same. Hold on, hold on. Let's, 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 let's address that they get violent part. If you have been hit and beaten and killed and just molested for centuries from the moment that the first enslaved Africans were brought here, like when you go back and you look at the systemic laws that were put into place over and over and over again to continue to keep blacks, because I'm I'm, I'm not trying to exclude anybody else, but since I'm black, I'm gonna talk about black people. If, if, If since that time, that that's all that's been consistent. How can you get mad at anybody when they say, you know what? I'm tired. I'm going to fight back. Name me one person in their right mind who would not fight back if they've been abused and abused and abused over and over and over. Bang, you can't. That's just, that's survival. That's common sense. Like, get the hell out of here. They're violent. You got, I, I'm violent if that's the case. Because if yeah. you hit me enough, I'm going to knock And I'm a, I don't fight bad. Yeah. I don't. I'm not going to hit you with my fist. I'm going to bust your ass with a bat. And if you come at me wrong, I might shoot you. Fact. I'm with you. I'm with you on that, Byron. And the other thing, and, and then this will be the final point. The thing that proves that point is if you're in Michigan and you oh. take your machine gun and go to the Capitol building... Because you are pissed that you can't eat lunch at Applebee's. Right. Can we, can we just call this what it is? It is just fucking stupid. You're, and again, you can have, oh, my gun rights. What the hell does this have to do with your fucking Byron, gun can rights? I, Byron, can I ask you a question? Fuck? Can I ask you a question? Your, your cousin, your cousin, Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> if you and him and, and Tim and Toby took assault rifles and went down to the Capitol in Houston. Tell me what would, what would happen. Would you be celebrating? Four dead black men on the Capitol. So you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be celebrated as a patriot. Hell no. All right. I just wanted to understand that difference because. I got, I'm going to say this one last thing. (laughs) Shit. What's about to happen? They're about to find everything to assassinate. This 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 brother's character, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. They're, gonna, they're gonna whether he did something or not is not the question right now. Okay, it's not the question. The issue is was that or was that not excessive? That would not have happened with a white kid. Okay, here. But Byron, I'm going to speak from a law enforcement uh, point of view now. It doesn't matter. You're fine. You're emotional. I know Byron's yelling. It's hard. Okay. He is an emotional guy. Something just happened to him. I have no idea. Hey, buddy. You're okay. Okay. You got to be tough. You got to be tough. You know, Joe, this is like live TV here or whatever it is. I got my guy. 
I'm glad though that, that all the people on my ESPN bring their kids on too. I don't feel mm-hmm. like such a jackass now, but okay. <laughs> Hold on. I need this. <laughs> it sounds like a little mogwai. You feed him after midnight. <laughs> okay. So, so Byron from a law enforcement perspective, here's the deal. It doesn't matter if Ahmad Arbery was arrested in his past. Right. Exactly. It doesn't matter if he is known to law enforcement. It doesn't even matter if he broke into a place two months ago. I'm going to tell you a story. I get a call for a person who broke in to a construction site. This is a real story. When I was a cop, I roll up and he had uh, hotwired a John Deere front end loader. And he was smashing into other front end loaders and knocking down buildings. When I rolled up as a cop, he jumped off the front end loader and he ran and I chased him because he was in the commission of the offense and he broke the law. You understand? Not once, not for a split second, did I think I was going to shoot this guy or that I had the right to shoot him, regardless of the fact he was in the commission of an offense, regardless of the fact that he was running, regardless of the fact that he was known police, I had no business shooting him. So I will say this very clearly, regardless of Ahmad's skin color, regardless of any criminal activity he may or may not have been into, regardless of the fact they caught him in the commission of an offense, there is no justifiable position that those guys chased him down with guns. Now, that's from a cop's perspective. The fact that these guys weren't cops and just two dudes hanging out in their garage, that's real problematic. Because I'll tell you, if you come over to my house and we're sitting in the garage working out, which has happened, and somebody comes running by on the street, I would never think to grab a gun and chase them down. So it doesn't matter to me anything that comes out where they try to assassinate this guy's character. It's not on the table. What these two guys did was 100% unlawful and wrong. Yeah, but they're on their third prosecutor right now. I don't think we'll see justice in this case. You know what I mean, though, Byron? Like, there's no, there's no justifiable anything in this case. If you just take race out of it, there is no... This, but this is going way. to the courts, and it's going to be lawyers. It's going to be a prosecutor versus a defense attorney. And it's, I mean, you already know that whole system is corrupt right now. You know it. Well, and the fact that the on-scene officers wanted to charge those guys and the DA called them off because she knew the, the, the DA, at, at the very least, this is judicial uh, corruption. At the very, very least. So that's what I have a problem with, Byron. And I'm glad you brought that point up because I've been trying to explain that to people. It doesn't matter what they try to do to assassinate this guy's character. It shouldn't even be admissible in this case. I agree. There's like, it's, 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 it's fucking, I, I, and, and I'm, I'm shocked that there are people who are like, well, they were just trying to defend themselves. No, when you chase somebody, it ain't self-defense no more. You know what I mean? And, and the whole thing about citizens arrest. Yeah. I'm allowed to arrest you. If I catch you breaking into my house on the the, the spot Yeah, at the time, just because I suspect my neighbor broke into my car eight months ago, I can't walk over to his house right now with a gun and try to rough him up. It happens. It happens. Yes. Uh, it happens to black men in this country um, more times than you would like to uh, know. You know, it, it's really frustrating. Um, it, it, it really sincerely angers me. And why I'm a father of three boys. I got yep. three boys. Little black boys. And black as me. And I'm gonna tell you right now, Lord forbid something like that ever happen to one of my kids. Like well, right now, I'm, I'm just gonna remind yourself. And I'll say this, Byron. You won't need the police. You, <laughs> you won't need them. You 
have to have different talks with your kids than I have to have with mine. Let's be real honest. I don't have to tell my son not to wear a fucking hoodie when he walks to the grocery store. You know what I mean? I don't have to have that talk with him. It's never crossed my mind. But I talk to Will about this all the time. Will has to talk to his kids about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm glad we could, we could talk about this. Another, another serious thing, corporate liability in the United States. We're in a fight right now with the big companies want you to come back to work but they don't want there to be any liability on their head if you get sick or you die or you get Corona. What are your thoughts on this? How many CEOs have I seen on CNBC, CNN, Fox saying, you know, we, we want to prove that companies can handle this. We want to prove that we can be the ones keeping our customers safe and simultaneously in a smoky back room with a bunch of senators saying, we also want to be free from any kind of liability if somebody catches this. It's hypocrisy. It's absolute hypocrisy. And you know for a fact that the billionaires will get this kind of coverage. The billionaires can afford the lawyers, right? The, the small companies, the little CrossFit gym in my town that wants to reopen so bad because they can't make rent and they didn't get any bailout money, they just need to reopen so they can start making money and pay their bills. They're going to get somebody sick. You know, uh, 20 people are going to catch this disease. Five of them are going to die. And who's going to pay for those funerals? Who's going to pay those medical expenses? There's going to be no protection for these small guys. This is horseshit. So this is actually going on right now in the NFL. The NFL wants players to play. They want players to sign a waiver that says they're indemnified. So we'll, we'll, we'll make all the money and we don't want any liability, but you can take the risk because you're the one that's going to get it. Because the owner, he's going to be sitting up in the owner's box in his hazmat suit. He's uh-huh. not sweating all over another guy. I don't understand how, how this works where you, you don't want any liability but you're not taking any risk either. It doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> you know what I mean, Byron? Yeah. Well, you just take all the risk yourself. And by the way, I'm for, if you want to go back to work, go back to work. You want to open your business, open your business. But I, I shouldn't be forced to sign some waiver. But it's funny what this is coming to because the Democrats right now want to do another stimulus package. And the Republicans are saying, no, 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 no. There's more important things. We got to make sure all companies are released from liability when mm-hmm. they force people back to work. Yeah. Sounds uh, kind of shady. Very much so. So I wish, now I wish this was some kind of joke, but this is the truth. This is the God awful truth right now. Some, some small little, I don't know, flower shop. And small town Minnesota is going to want to open up because their landlord is breathing down their neck to make payments. Holy crap, we got to do business. Get the governor off my back. I'm not even going to listen. There was a CrossFit gym here in the Twin Cities that said next week we're opening up no matter what the governor says. Yep. And somebody's going to get sick and somebody's going to get sued. And you can't afford a lawyer because I know you don't have a lawyer on staff because you're a CrossFit box with 100 members. You're done. So now... Now, Byron, as a, as, a, as a football player, you're playing in the NFL, making a, you can make a million dollars a year. You're going to go back to work? Are you going to sign that waiver is what I'm really asking. Um, Do you really get a choice? Exactly. Um, who, I'm only making a million. I say only. <laughs> <laughs> A million bucks a year, I don't care. <laughs> hey, I'm signing. I'm going. I'm playing ball. I'm playing ball. And and not Are you wearing a face mask? And I don't mean like on your helmet. <laughs> no, nah, probably not. Now listen, they got visors and stuff that you can put on, but that's still not gonna stop, you know, the breathing and then all of that kind of stuff. But um when it comes to this 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 thing, it might be one of those things where I'm just not gonna see my family. 
for a minute. Mm-hmm. Like, just tell them, like, yo, I love you. FaceTime you guys. You stay wherever. I'm going to stay here throughout the season. Take care of myself. Make sure everything's taken care of. Um, Twofold. Number one, um, I'm going to earn that living. Number two, I love football that much. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I'm going to take a chance. All right, that's that's fair. Now, moving on to the next topic is the White House sending us mixed signals. And I say that because... You don't even have to go any further because I, I have no idea what they're saying these days. I'll just, I'll just say this <laughs> from my perspective. Open up, open up, open up. It's not that dangerous. The economy is the most important thing. And then they found out a couple of people in the White House had corona and now they're all scared to death. So, like, I want to know, you're, you're acting like this thing isn't dangerous but now you're exposed to it and you're freaking out. This is the equivalent, Joe, if you come over to my house, I have a bulldog, her name's Fiona. And I say, Joe, the dog's not dangerous. She's a really nice dog. You say, okay. And I say, but by the way, don't make eye contact with her. Don't Don't approach me for any reason. And when you leave the room, you got to walk out backwards. I mean, I I feel like you're going to say, Bobby, is, is the dog dangerous or not? Because he told me it's not dangerous, but this list of rules. I just I want everybody who's listening to know those are all like, true statements I, that he just made, by the way. <laughs> I think I think it would be a better look for them to just not wear masks and go about their business. Like if you're trying to tell me it's safe to go back to work, you can't seem panic stricken by the fact you might get this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's 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 a problem now. There's some individual responsibility to be had when it comes to, to making some of these decisions. But at the same time, um, you know, uh, you expect our leaders, man, to just be honest with us. I said you expect it. Expect it. That's because we are. But you don't really. I mean, you'd hope. You'd hope that they'd be honest with us, but we don't really expect it anymore. All right. If you guys had the corona, would you want to know? What I want to know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like you have a little cold right now. You have some diarrhea. Maybe you don't feel that well. Would you want to know or would you just want to treat it like a normal sickness and go about your business? I'll know. tell you, I wouldn't want to know. I would just want to like. Just let it run its course? Yeah. But then you got your babies, man. Yeah. Like you got to think about that. So you're selfish. You're a selfish son of a bitch. <laughs> I tell you what, Hunter, as far as I can tell, if you're under 20, you're immune to the shit. They're good. <laughs> Where'd you hear that from? I, I, I don't know. Some one of one of the one of the shows that the people said that it was safe to go back to work. You know, they they said it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So we we've covered off. I'm gonna say all the serious stuff. But now the less serious stuff. And Byron, thank you for talking to us about the serious stuff. I know it's hard for you, but we appreciate it. I think more people need to hear that. All right. So the Corona, we know that the Corona, maybe we don't know. It might be dangerous. It could be dangerous. We're not sure. It might affect people. It might not affect people. We don't know. But we do know what kills people 100% of the time. And that... The, the, that name of that virus is Mike Tyson. <laughs> now he just he just released another video of him hitting pads, and he said, "I'm back." Who, who, who do you want to see him fight, Byron? Should he even waste his time with Evander Holyfield? Hell no! Like, I don't <laughs> believe you asked me. I think was it last week you asked me. Yep. I think the only boxer who's intelligent enough right now in the heavyweight class is Tyson Fury because I feel, I feel he's a boxer, right? And, he would, and he's long and Mike always has problems with long fighters. But other than that, give me anybody. I want to see him in there. I just, man, like maybe I'm just a little nostalgic. You know, I remember Mike when he first came in the ring and he knocked out Trevor Burbick and he looked like he was going through and having seizures in the middle of the ring type of thing. But man, listen, the way that man was moving, I, I don't see any heavyweights that we have in our in our uh in boxing right now that's doing that. That kind of power, that kind of speed. Um 
Yeah, that guy's so the argument the argument is that he can't go twelve because he's old, but I'm like, Mike's only ever needed three. Any fight that Mike's gone twelve in it has not been good. Mike just yeah. needs isn't there a saying if you don't get away from a lion in the first like sixty yards, you don't get away from the lion. Like he he's not he's never been a long range fighter like that. He ain't gonna chase you down from a mile away. He's gonna put you in that corner and he's gonna put you down, or he's not gonna. I would be interested to see. I, I, I'm looking at this like I I, I don't want to see like I, I don't want to see Tyson like trying to go for a title. I want to see Tyson like pick an annoying celebrity and just beat the shit out of him. That's what I want to see. I want to see somebody who who I don't know. Uh, uh, take Nate Diaz comes to mind, right? Real cocky. Like all right, dude, fight Mike. Let's see what Conor happens. Conor McGregor. Yeah. Conor McGregor thinks he can box Mike Tyson. There we go. Because I'll tell you. Hell Mike, no, don't do that to that man. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike won't be nice to him like Floyd was. Floyd Hell, won't no. Be cool. <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. McGregor, no. Mm-mm. No. Hey, that would hey. be, a punch from him would be worse than a kick to the head. <laughs> you know a kick to the head can do some damage. I honestly believe a punch from Mike. Is worse than a kick to the head. I think he could break a dude's spine. I think one of his body shots could break a normal guy's back. I'm pretty confident that that's a true fact. Mm. Yep. All right. We talked about Mike Tyson. That's important. Kim Kardashian announced today she has 170 million followers, which I believe makes her the lord of Instagram, like the boss of Instagram. Is it time we give her the respect that she deserves as a businesswoman? <sighs> I'm just saying this to be everyone wants to hate on her, but they run a very tight ship business wise. They know what they're doing. <sighs> okay. Okay. I got a couple. I, I got a couple of, uh, props to her business acumen. She's doing something that. Neither of us are doing. Obviously, she has 170 million people following. I, I want to. I want to make this clear. She has more followers than the three of us combined. That's, I'm embarrassed. Barry. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> with, with that being said, is it the fact that she's just this great business mind, or that people are just so damn stupid? Like they like, what is it that she offers that is just so amazing? So then, I don't follow her. I don't follow her, so I don't know. Maybe she has. Yeah, like, I don't know. Here's, here's what I'm saying. There's a lot of other companies that have the opportunity to take advantage of the same stupid people, and they're not doing this well. Touche. Do you know what I mean? So, like, and you know who else doesn't get enough credit for this? Dwayne Johnson. What did The Rock do? Let me tell you, the business moves he makes, the movies he does, the uh, production studio he started, who yeah. he aligns himself with, He's done something right because he's the he's the most paid actor in all of Hollywood right now. You know what I mean? And not enough credit. People are like, oh, he's just famous because he's a rock. Like people don't work for it. I just want to know: is it time to give people the respect they deserve rather than be dealt jealous haters? Is it time to just maybe try to learn from people? Uh, listen, she's doing something right, and I don't. I don't knock. Anybody, when it comes to their money, how you get your money, get to how you live. You know what I mean? That's 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 what we say. But she's doing something right, and she took something that a lot of people would have like faulted under her initial uh, boom to stardom, uh, and she's capitalized on it. Yeah, she's kind of smart there. What are you What are you talking about? You mean like the fact that her dad was OJ's lawyer? Is that what you're kind of talking about? What are you What are you referring to, Byron? Uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> you know, she was a movie star before she got all this, man. What are you talking about? Well, you know, I'm going to move on before you get yourself. Hang on. I, I just, I want to point out, Bobby, 170 million followers. That's five times the population of Canada, just to put that in perspective. Yeah, that's like I one have, in every three people you meet walking down the street follows Kim Kardashian in the United States. By the way. Mm-hmm. You name me another company that's got that many that's taking advantage of these same stupid people. You know what I'm well, saying? So this this would be the test. This would be the test for me. 
Because, okay, she did it herself. That's great. Rock built his whole empire kind of on his, his thing. Cool. That's great. You did that. Can she take that and do that for someone else? Could she, like, you know, grab a company, you know, some other company and build their social media up that way? That would be to me where I said, damn, that girl's got some business chops. Yeah, I, I, will, I will sign up for that. Kim, if you're listening. Kanye, if you're listening. Take Bobby Maximus under your wing. Teach me the fucking way. I'm down, Byron. Hey, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I'm down. I will tell you this, lover or hater, if Kim Kardashian contacted me directly and said, I want to help you grow your social media following, I would be taking fucking notes. But yes, thank you for your time. I'm just saying, it just people get real upset with this stuff because they don't like to see successful people succeed, but they don't understand the work that they put through. Um, Next up, did you guys see the picture of Vera Wang that was just released? No, no. You guys got to Google this shit. I'm she's Googling 70. It right now. She's 70 and she's got abs. Someone also posted a picture of her in 1978 and a picture of her in 2020. And she looks identical. So my question is, are vampires real? Yes. <laughs> I say that for sure because I watched that Dracula documentary on Netflix Seventy. Seventy. <laughs> Byron. What? She oh. looks identical to 1978. That's why I want to ask you: Are vampires real? She's seventy. Yeah. <laughs> seventy. Fuck out of here! No. Look this shit up. If you guys are listening to this at home, Google Vera Wang seventy pictures. It, 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 this is mind-boggling. First of all, looking at her face, she does not look 70. <laughs> but no. Wow. Okay, Vera Wayne. I mean. <laughs> 70. Okay. Whatever, whatever water she drinks, whatever workout program she's on, whatever supplement she takes, I want some. <laughs> Give me two of them. Two of them. <laughs> All right. Even, even if you find out that's like it's human blood, that's what she's been drinking, and you're like, fans, sign me up. On the rock. On the rock. <laughs> sign me up. All right. Final thing. I, I, you've revealed how you're going to answer this question, Byron, because you used a term I don't like very much earlier in the podcast. You used a term that refers to a female dog that I think should be eradicated from our language. Can you quit bringing up old stuff, please? But go ahead. Okay. Wait, wait, old 10 minutes ago? Just, just saying. <laughs> just saying. So, so you, you used a word that I don't like because I think it's misogynistic at heart, but, but that's okay. We can, yeah. we can disagree on that. You, you're, put, you're putting that on Byron right now. So now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Joe. I'm going to leave you out of this because I know you. <laughs> I know what your answer is. Joe, in the, in the latest episode of The Last Dance, Michael Jordan regularly called people a garden utensil. Now, I, I don't want to name what the actual word for the garden utensil is. And then they had Mike crying, saying he was only trying to motivate people and he loved them and he was trying to teach them the joys of winning. Do you, do you agree with his leadership strategy or do you disagree? Uh, you know, I think at the heart is one thing and then the execution is the other. <laughs> uh, when, when, when we had, we had uh, Andy Horowitz on the podcast, you, you remember that, Bobby? Yeah. Um, he was talking about basically being two kinds of producers in Hollywood, right? Like the really harsh, like lead by fear kind of a guy who walks into the room and like everybody knows that's where the buck stops, right? And on the flip side is the more sensitive, like, I'm sorry, your feelings were hurt. Let's talk about it. This is a safe place kind of a thing. Mike, you can't have it both ways. And, and, and maybe, maybe he was like, like trying to be the man, like trying to, to fill that role. Uh, you know, it didn't work. I don't Did think you watch Joe. He was filled with genuine emotion. He just yeah. wanted people, but he also called, he also called Scotty Burrell repeatedly a female dog in a garden utensil. Can I, can I, <laughs> I got something I want to say. All right, go ahead, Brian. 
Mike need his asshole. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I agree with that. I agree that with that. Like in so many different ways. Like, oh, oh man, every which every which way possible. So Byron, you would you would not. What you're saying is you would stand up to Mike. You would pull a Steve Kerr and you would punch. You would punch Mike. You would not take that. Damn, if he hit me in the eye and get away with it, you're not getting mm-hmm. sent to the locker room. I promise you that shit. That's not going. You're going to hit okay. me. the coach. No, so, coach, you from this asshole. Not so Byron. Byron, to be clear, it has been said that Michael Jordan is the Bobby Maximus of the NBA. That has been floated around. And I'm at your gym. And, 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 and listen, I don't want you to be chubby anymore. I want you to experience the joys of being fit. I don't want you to embarrass yourself during a 2K on video. I, I want you to just live up to your potential. And I call you a garden utensil and I call you a female dog. And, and maybe, maybe I even take your lunch away from you. Are you going to, are you going to take it? Cause I'm just trying to help you not be chubby. Or are you going to stand up for yourself? Let's, let's, let's get to a couple of things. Number one, you imagine. Okay. <laughs> That's number one. All right. You can't, you, you can't, as my mom said, Hey, K ass. K ass somewhere else with that shit. <laughs> number one. <laughs> Number two, I'll be damned if you take my lunch, Horace Grant. <laughs> because if I'm Horace Grant, Mike would have got the absolute best ass whooping to live until his grandkids about on that plane that day. You, you really believe that? If he had Scotty and, and, and Dennis standing beside him, you would go try to fight that man? Damn. All right. I'm, like, you know what? I, I, I'm with Byron. I would take a beating for that. I would throw a punch. Listen, you can be as you be as good as you want on the basketball court, but if you're a piece of shit, like you're getting hit. You, you <laughs> want to know what's funny about that, Joe? Huh. Steve Kerr was one of Michael's best friends, mm-hmm. and after Steve Kerr punched him and stood up for himself, that's when him and Michael became real close. My, my before I'm anything else, Joe. I'm a man. Before I'm anything else, I'm a man. You gonna treat me as such? You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know who had that same thing in him? God rest his soul, Kobe. Raja yeah. Bell stood up to Kobe. Kobe got him to L.A. My favorite NBA player of all time, Ronnie Price, was the only member of the Utah Jazz that stood up to Kobe. Kobe brought him to L.A. Hmm. Kobe okay. did the same thing with Ron Artest because Ron Artest told him that he was going to break a table leg off and stab Kobe in the heart <laughs> in not so many words. <laughs> 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 if you guys are listening at home and you want to see something funny, you got to Google Ron Artest table leg video. Hmm. I have to check that one out, Madame. They, they ask him about him and Kobe getting into it, and he said Kobe doesn't know who he's messing to messing with. When I played basketball, there was this one time this dude started talking back, so they broke a leg off a table and put it through his heart. Like, what are you talking about? That dude, that's special. He's he's an angry man, but this is this is who Kobe liked, and that's the way Jordan was. Jordan liked people that stood up to him. He didn't like people that didn't. That's 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 what most people who aspire, like who who actually want great teammates, right? They don't want people to lay down because that lets you know right there, like I can't depend on you. Like you want people, if, if you don't stand up and fight with me or fight me, then I know you'll fight with me. Yeah. Okay. So I'll tell you what, I, I've worked in live TV and like in the heat of a moment, it's one thing, you know, the director of the show has got a lot of pressure on his back. The crew's there to support him, but that director, he will say some nasty shit and it'll make your blood boil. And immediately after that, like we're off air done. Like it just goes away because you know, you're in it as a team and you know, the pressure that people are under. But there's also this thing that happens between shows and that, that would never be tolerated. You know what I mean? If I'm out on the court and my team captain is getting on my ass, that's one thing. But if they take that into the locker room, that's a totally different world. Okay. Final question. Cause we are, we are running over time here. Byron, how many people in your gym have you called a garden utensil? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so so n equals greater than one is what you're <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that statement <laughs> I, you know 
if you, um, no, man, please. Can't nobody know no, no hoes. <laughs> when this thing, if it's not in you, you're just not in you. Yeah. Right. Okay, I will. I will tell you. I. I've never been in that situation. Nobody in any sporting team that I've ever been on has used that kind of terminology. I don't know. I. I don't think that's the way to motivate people, actually. But I. I do like. I. I like the idea that if somebody stands up to you, you actually get respect for that person. Yeah. I can and get in, behind that. In light of the recent situation, Draymond Green called KD a female dog. Do you think he was just trying to motivate him, Byron? You think his heart was in the same place as Michael Jordan's? Should we cut Draymond some some slack? Draymond was sincere. <laughs> Draymond really believes Kevin Durant's a hoe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, he's, uh, I can tell you that right now. Ooh. I can tell you that right now. I will tell you, if you guys have not seen The Last Dance, you are missing out on some fantastic, fantastic television. It's good. Joe, are you up to date now? Like the final episode? No, sir. I'm still catching up. Oh, man. You're in for some. Well, I just, it, it's interesting, but I just got my uh, my ESPN app and I was like, holy shit, you can actually watch it on here. So like, fuck, I ain't waiting any longer. It's serious. Michael, I, 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 I want to learn from Michael. Cutthroat. I would. I mean, there's just, it's, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with people who are like that. You know, I just got one simple rule. Like, I don't even, in the heat of the moment, we can argue and fuss and go back. That's not disrespectful. But to speak to me and call me outside of my name, that's when it starts to get disrespectful. Mm. But you can be like, yo, pick it like, hey, if I'm not playing defense, jump on my ass. But don't, 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 don't disrespect me in a way where you call me out my name and stuff like that. That's when it gets personal. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll stop this shit. Hi, can I get a 20, 20 second time out, coach? Somebody whip his ass in the middle of this damn court. Someone might raise me. Like, don't take that kind of disrespect ever. So, yeah, I, I have no problem. Like, listen, uh, Mr. Dickums, you have, uh, <laughs> you called me on my shit. I remember, I can tell you the day that changed my life. Um, even my business was was one day after we, we were all on Beacon Hill and in the middle of a seminar, everybody's going in on me and my, my social media and everything. Like I can vividly remember that day. It didn't hurt my feelings because I, I appreciate that kind of stuff. I appreciate people who hold me to a higher standard, who want me to be better. So speak me, speak the truth to me. It wasn't it wasn't the day I rescued you from veganism. <laughs> uh. Oh, that day too. I forgot. That's that's one a and one. And it it wasn't the day <laughs> that I confronted you about your love of Disturbed and Marilyn Manson. First of all, I've never, I don't have a love for that shit. We had this, I'm not quite entertaining that damn comedy right there. You know, that's, that's, uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tolerate this. We we what do you, you. Got, what do you got against Disturbed? I saw Disturbed last year. It was a hell of a good show. What do I have against Disturbed? Hey. What does Bobby have against Disturbed? Why is he using that like a slam? Freaking entertaining band. Next, Byron. It wasn't the day that you stayed with me and we were supposed to work out at nine and you weren't up yet. And I came downstairs and I found you laying there covered in Doritos. And I told you, you couldn't eat like this anymore and treat your body like an amusement park. You <laughs> clean your act up. It wasn't that day either. I feel there's been multiple days I've tried to help you. Where the hell is it? Who, what bar are you talking about? <laughs> I don't like Doritos. You I'm came to visit, you stayed in the basement. <laughs> you, 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 and, and, and a lot of my Doritos were eaten and I found you at a very, very <laughs> bad ketchup. state. I have, I have <laughs> pictures. I have pictures, Byron. It was the ketchup lays that you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get your know. story right. I don't know. Totally the different. Totally different. Lays. Like, what the hell do they find ketchup flavored Lay's potato chips, man? Ketchup chips <laughs> and dill pickles. What the hell? That's 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 pregnant people type of food, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Byron, don't don't hate you 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 like it if you try it. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I tried it. I tried it. All right, you guys. This clown show is now over. Thank you for putting up with us, you guys. We had some serious stuff, some fun stuff. We ended on a light a, a light uh, a light note. Don't forget that in public from now on, I shall be referred to as Robert Tyrone Thickums, and um. Yeah, I'll just keep saving Byron's life. 
I, Joe, I want you to know for the record, I've had to had to have much less interventions with you than I've had with Byron. I, well, see, I've, I've learned from Byron's example. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you value to your life. Well, All right, we're out. Always, man. 